Well, it is about that time, you phenomenal, amazing people who are doing amazing things with our show. You are growing the radio podcast everywhere, and we have just been added to the TuneIn directory. So make sure you check us out on TuneIn, in addition to where we already are, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, on and on and on. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel everywhere. Type in Ready, Set, Real Estate. You can ask Siri and she'll find us. I am super excited for part two of our real estate series, commercial, excuse me, our commercial real estate series. And for those of you who have chimed in and you, Ready, Set, Real Estate is our show that features the raw, uncut, the flips, the flops, the booms, and the busts in all things real estate. We get to talk with real estate professionals, people who are learning, veterans getting started, hit their head along the way because I said this, real estate is no rainbows and butterflies. It is not for the faint of heart, but for those of us who love it and truly have a passion for it, we are here for you. And with that being said, Ready, Set, Real Estate supports our nonprofit Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, which seeks to empower the youth community. We seek and teach ages 11 to 17 real estate terms, concepts, and careers as an alternate pathway to success. You can learn more at realestate100youth.org. All right, you guys. I have Galen Barnes. Oh my goodness. And let me say this, she is now the incoming 2019 president of NARREP. National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, the South Bay Chapter. She is president and founder of the Barnes Real Estate Group. This woman is amazing and I cannot wait for you to meet her. She has known from very young, almost like me, that she's wanted to do real estate, starting with connecting and supporting dad with his business, his window repair business that we're gonna get into a little bit as she comes on the line. But guess what? She's a true advocate of her clients servicing them in all aspects of the real estate transaction, albeit sales, leasing, the seller landlord representation, portfolio acquisitions, focusing on residential, commercial, retail, office, industry, and multifamily. That is truly a real estate group adding value to the clients they serve. Galen, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Like, that was fun. I was like, I hope you're patient with me because I want to make sure they get the nitty gritty of who Galen is. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, for our listening audience, because you know, people have inquired and said, Lisa, where are you, where are you getting your guests from? I'm like everywhere. And the <laughs> nice thing is. I visited NARAP's uh, conference, and I think this was a very unique conference. Uh, and I want you to just share a little bit more about what NARAP is. But before we get into that, because um, I want to congratulate you publicly on the new installation of being the president for the South Bay chapter. That is so exciting. 
and I'm sure with everything that you have done collectively um, in your personal development and professional development, I think that's a nice little cherry on top. <laughs> Thank you. It's a lot of work, but yes, it's good. Right. It's good. It's all good. Galen, share with us. We want to just know a little bit about where are you from? Just kind of, you know, the story of Galen. I I am privy to know it. Our listening audience is new to you. So share with us just kind of you know, your start with real estate, like what was your first experience? Gosh, okay. So I grew up in city of little city called Maywood near Southgate, Bell, that kind of little area out there. Yeah. Um, I'm a Latina family here. My dad's yeah. of Mexican descent. My mom's from Nicaragua. So I speak Spanish, learned speaking Spanish at home. That was it. No right. way around that. So, right. uh, but went through, you know, public school systems. Uh, long story short, uh, went to high school up in downtown business magnet in downtown LA. I always wanted to do business. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was always wanted to I think it was always something as I you mentioned working with my dad. I was out there. <laughs> that, that was during the okay, I'm gonna date myself in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> when I was going out with my dad, uh, they they would think a guy was working with him. I'd be banging on these these windows that were all boarded up. These homes were boarded wow. up. These were REOs back then. Oh, wow. I, mean, I was going into for fixing windows on all these, you know, making sure people who come in or squatters, people were getting into the properties and we fix them. I <laughs> break them down, install, putty them up, scrape them, clean them up. And we, we go from there. But uh, I was just amazed. We were always going into homes and I was always kind of you know, as a kid, you're daydreaming, you're dreaming around like this could be my home and this could be, oh, wow, yes. what is you know, the layout? I was always looking at layouts and it was just very interesting how I was constantly touching property at a young age without kind of realizing, you know, this was kind of building up my my interest. And um, mm. as I went into college, uh, Cal Bear, <laughs> uh, right. was in there. And yes. just PC Berkeley. <laughs> went into uh, social cultural anthropology with a minor in Chicano studies. Okay. So, but it was just when I started getting involved, I was involved with homeless um, type of programs as well. Mm -hmm. And just seeing, connecting everything together led me to further interest into real estate once I mm -hmm. came out and uh, I started working in like customer service. I was always more in the customer service type of uh, setting. And I realized that was my strength. I wanted to serve. I wanted mm. to see what I could do to make changes, make differences in people's lives. Um, and it, I know it's kind of a broad, really, you know, thing there. But as I landed in real estate, uh, it was just one transaction at a time that I realized it wasn't just, okay, here's a transaction and a deal and closing. Right opening escrow, it was, we are making differences in people's lives. We right. are touching very important things here for people. It's like they say, divorces and buying a home are really neck and neck up there with right. the stress levels that people experience. And it's just, it is so important to not take these these times in their lives lightly. And yes. I, I really always treated it as if it was my own transaction and helping my own parents, my own family mm. when I'm working with clients. So. I, I am so, see, this is why when we first met, I was just so endeared and enamored with you <laughs> yeah. because it is that serving spirit that um, 
I would like to see more of uh, where we are moving, where we're not treating clients transactionally. Right. Okay. And, and, and I love that you said, you know, these are people's lives. These people, especially depending on what side of the transaction, right. Buyer, mm -hmm. seller, first time mm -hmm. <clears throat> they have saved hard earned money to do one mm -hmm. of the largest investments in their lifetime. Correct. And, and, and to, and, and it's like, we are in that space where someone is so vulnerable. And I feel yeah. like we owe that. I mean, it's one thing to say fiduciary duty, integrity, honesty, right. you know, to be ethical. Those, you know, that that sounds great in theory and words, but like, no, really get that, right? right. Like really listen to what that means. They are depending on us as their experts right. to guide them. And of course, we're not attorneys. I always make sure, you know, we right. cannot. <laughs> but we have to with great responsibility, take that role to help them and guide them. And not just in residential, as you mentioned earlier, I, it is like their hard earned money that they've saved for years as they've been building up their businesses too. So right. many Latino families out here have right. been building and building and building. And they uh, a lot of times you see the mattress money. You hear that a lot. Yes, too. <laughs> but they save and for years, and they are some of the wealthiest people. Uh, there are some really wealthy people out there, and right. they are waiting for the right time to invest. To make sure that their money is not, you know, stolen. You know, there's there's so many stories, so many uh, unfortunate experiences that they've seen or has happened that right. makes them very very cautious. Right. And I have consulted with a lot of people, especially um, within that demographic, especially with that demographic, because um, would you agree that it may stem from culturally, just kind of uh, the culturally, uh, the cultural influences with banking, the, the lack of ethical banking relationships that we have the whole mattress money concept that now they're more, you know, and I'll just give an example because this mm -hmm. is, I literally just had, I just consulted with someone in Long Beach about this and they had, they were doing a real estate transaction and did not, wasn't clear of how things were supposed to work and literally gave $10,000 cash mm. that disappeared, Galen. Oh, it's awful. That's so awful. And I just, yeah. it's like, what can you do? Like, how do we get more education and empowerment um, specifically, I had concluded a transaction last year. As we talk about the significance of, of this demographic who is purchasing and really may not know that there's, there's a way to do it, right? There's ways in how we conduct the transactions. One big thing that I had seen that I have kind of this theory of equating it with the 2008 and what the debacle and what happened then, they're seeing that there was a lot of purchases that transacted with um, possibly a large portion of the Latino demographic that did not involve home inspections. Oh. So a lot of as is purchases. So what I've seen mm. now, 10 years, 11 years post, they're now they're sellers now. And because they had not done a home inspection and an agent like me who maybe does buyer representation mm -hmm. and my client does a full on home inspection and specialty inspections, they are completely 
scared. There's anxiety, the anxiety level uh, uh, peaks up because they're like, what is this? What is going on? I didn't do this. Mm -hmm. And then they uncover all the issues of the property that they were not disclosed or uncovered prior to them finalizing that transaction. So I have a serious mission right now, you know, as we talk about this and I'm, you know, that you brought it up in terms of a demographic with lots of money, wants to invest, want to grow legacy. How do we educate and protect and really act in that space as an advocate for them? That could be a whole nother show. Correct. (laughs) Right. I guess so. Just a quick tag on that is that I'm also part of another nonprofit organization with the East Los Angeles Community Corporation that just does that. There's many organizations out there that do welcome people to sit in and have sometimes they're five, six hour Mm -hmm. uh, where they teach them from credit to credit saving, credit repair saving, learning the different programs that the city of Los Angeles County offers as zero down payment assistance programs. Right. Educate them on the escrow process. I'm one of their agents out there. We teach them what to look out for, what they should be red flagged about so that they're not going into buying a home uneducatedly you know, going out there thinking their agents going to look out for them. Right. It's not that we're not as agents. Right. And it's just that they, a buyer should be better educated going in to purchase a big, you know, taking a big step in their lives like that. Right. 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 Yes. Um, I'm so, my yeah. heart is so full right now because uh, as we talk about serve and having that serving spirit and definitely making sure we're advocating for clients. So for those of you who are listening, um, Galen shared an organization that is based here within the Los, what area? It's in East Los Angeles. East Los Angeles. Royal Heights, yes. Yeah, so again, stay connected. This is the kind of information we share because sharing is caring. (laughs) Sharing is caring. I would like to segue into was it initially your focus? Um, you may have, I, and I don't know this, and so I'm asking, especially for those who are listening in terms of growing their businesses, uh, was it initial focus residential? Or was it always just, I'm just gonna do both. I'm gonna do ResCom is what we call it, right? Residential, commercial, am <laughs> yeah. I gonna jump in and do ResCom? Share with yeah. us kind of how, you know, you, especially, yeah. let me say this, as a woman. Oh, I know, I know. It's. It's crazy. I know. So I started a residential thinking, okay, I'm going to, but I I always, uh, as I mentioned, I had a business background. I was always interested in numbers. Uh, I really enjoy that. So uh, as I was doing residential, I always had that little, you know, inkling in the back of my mind that I wanted to do commercial. I really wanted to go hit those, you know, the the bigger buildings, the the office buildings, you know, you're looking, you know, you shoot for the stars, you go, you know, look up, you know, go for it. So, you know, never think you're, it's too small, too big right. <laughs> for you. So I was always interested in that, the retail centers, the multi-units, you know, how can I, for myself, I was thinking, how can I invest? How right. can I start setting up my portfolio for retirement? Mm. You know, you never want to start too too old. You know, you want to start as soon as you can. Yeah. Uh, I was reading something about Warren Buffett the other day. He, at 11 years old, he already had started his, his job. And he's like, gosh, I lost the first few years of my life now. <laughs> so at 11, he was already thinking that way, you know, it's his mindset. Right. Uh, but so 
Absolutely. Uh, so I, a few years into into real estate, uh, when the downturn occurred is when I saw the opportunity. Mm. I said, you know, there's always opportunity in <laughs> when people think, oh my gosh, things are not looking great. You know, that's when I chose the moment to go educate myself. And I went to work for an all woman firm mm. in commercial real estate. And, mm. and just seeing her, you know how many of your students model, you find a mentor and everything that you're doing, look for your, your next mentor. Look right. for that mentor out there. And she was a great mentor for me. She was kind of an empire on her own, had created, done from executive suite type leasing to commercial real estate. And it was a small boutique, but I went in there into the trenches and learned from scratch. And I was thrown in and, you know, let's let's do commercial real estate. And it was it was really <laughs> going in there and rolling up my sleeves. It's not easy. It's not glamorous. People think commercial real estate. Wow. It's so amazing. Like it's, you know, you think residential is hard, yet uh, it's not for the weary, definitely in commercial. Got to be really thick skinned. So. Oh, very. See, and I'm, I'm taking notes, Galen, because yeah. I'm, I am, you know, as we connected, I was like, I want to do commercial. I want to do more commercial. And uh, <laughs> so, I, and I said this on the last segment, I said, I'm, I'm having the commercial real estate series for my own selfish reason. Yes, good. <laughs> but at the same yeah. token, I do, I, I wanted to feature all aspects of the industry, even though that may not be my focal point in my current business, but I had set a goal that I wanted to do one to two um, or more. Like I try not to limit, limit my abundance and my growth, mm -hmm. but the goal was at least one per year because Good. I would successfully um, do, I closed my first commercial deal. It was five units nice. and it was super awesome. And I was like, let's do it again. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and it's just so important to recognize. I was mentioning, uh, you know, knowing that you can, you are capable of going and adding an extra layer to your business. Residential agents can easily add, say, another thirty percent to your business by mm -hmm. thinking a little bit more outside that box and going, you know, Mr. Client, my residential client, do you yeah. own a business? Do you right. work for someone that owns a business? Do you maybe maybe they have a business they want to go lease a space for, mm -hmm. or maybe they own multiple properties, multi units, right, other multi investment units. properties? You just gotta ask more questions. Be curious. Be curious. Be curious, and it will just yes. add more business. Just just like that. Why like have them leave you when right. they've already worked with you? They they're satisfied. They're comfortable. More importantly, they trust Correct. you already. Correct. You, you've developed the rapport. Correct. Oh, that's such a gem. Listen up, you guys. For those of you listening, listen up. That was such. We call those real estate gems on the show, Galen. So you just dropped yeah. a major real estate gem. Ask the questions. Be curious of your existing clients of whether they already have. They have multifamily. They have a business. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they do. They do. They do. Right. You just got to ask. Ask and you shall receive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You'd be surprised. If you call your whole COI today and down through the weeks, you'll be surprised how much more in uh, business you'll generate. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, now what do I do? So then right. we take the next steps. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So 
as you, um, what kind of training as we talk about, so what train, what type of training? I, I heard you talk about mentorship and just kind of you jumped in with a, a boutique firm that focused on that um, for someone who is learning and may not be licensed, you know, how do, how can they get involved with, you know, dipping their feet into uh, learning more about the commercial real estate space? Okay, well, I do offer, I do work with uh, from interns, college kids on up to seasoned agents. Uh, I work with so many different people all the time. They either would love to mentor with me where they shadow. It's always good if you don't say mm. you're mentoring with someone, shadow them, find that one agent that you really feel comfortable with and mm -hmm. just follow them around. Right. <laughs> just ask them, may I join you? May I join you on a tour, which we, it's like we call tours showings for mm -hmm. commercial properties mm -hmm. or, you know, I just, I'd love to learn more. You'd be surprised at uh, there's some commercial agents that may not have the time, but if you're interested and you ask and you, you, you make yourself available, you know, I, I always need help. I always right. need someone to, hey, and I, and I see true interest, we'll make yeah. the time. We'll stop, right. we'll, we'll see what we can do to have them either follow us around to show properties from leasing to sales mm -hmm. to, you know, learning how to do searches, I'm learning how to prospect, by the way. Mm -hmm. Prospecting is pretty exciting. Um, you know, <laughs> where you're going to eat, your restaurants, your favorite restaurants, your banking, your uh, groceries, uh, your your printer your anything that has to do with your job all of these guys are in business all of these guys are your clients they right. all need a space to lease they all need a space to buy it can be endless i love that you said that because that just confirmed i've been always on the right track so um whenever i visit like the mechanic i'm right. like Hey, do you own this space? Correct. Or are you leasing? Do you are you looking to own? I'm always, even yeah. though I'm not full on, I, but my mind has always been asked because it's I, one right. of the things that I I implore in terms of shifting our mind or really expanding our minds in the perspective of real estate. That real estate is every single thing we touch, see, and experience. Right. Exactly. Right. From the yeah. gas station to the grocery store, to the mall, to yeah. Six Flags, Magic Mountain, to the fancy the hotels. <laughs> yes, sky's the limit. You're, you're, like you said, you were at your car, you know, your mechanic, and you happen to chit chat and you start sparking conversation and you're like, how long have you been here? Wow. You know, been here 10 years. Are you leasing or do you own the, the property? Oh, no. If, if he says I'm leasing, well, is his lease getting ready to expire? Well, how long is your term? Because he may be getting ready to negotiate, which you can help him out with. Or maybe his landlord has given him some challenges where he now needs to go find a new space and mm -hmm. or buy a building. So you right. just opened up many different avenues for business. That, I'm, I'm singing, you guys, if you guys know anything about my mind, because I, I'm near one of the main streets that is uh, going through some changes um, and there's tons of commercial properties that have been really dilapidated actually. I mean, there's still small businesses like the mom and pop, but Gaylin, I'm noticing this for sale signs are popping up and I'm going like this. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Missed opportunities. Cause I'm not, I see it, but I'm not initiating the conversation. Um, but like you said, this is why I, I 
really was excited to have you on because you are so gung-ho about the opportunities that are available really to serve right in our community. Correct. Yes. It's so important. I'm so passionate about, especially not just uh, as a, a woman in business, Latina, yeah. speak Spanish, yeah. helping this niche uh, that sometimes is underserved. You know, there are many small businesses out there uh, and I just don't work with small business, but I work with all different full spectrum from small to large. But it's yeah. sometimes that niche that is underserved that I'm very passionate about that is, you know, sometimes they're leasing out there for 20 plus years and don't realize, my goodness, you could be owning your own building. You know, right. it's, it takes a little bit of education, a little bit of, hey, right. there's programs out here. There's 10% right. down payment, SBA loans, just SBA like we have loan. FHA. Yes. Yes. We have SBA, okay? It's getting educated about those loan programs that exist in commercial world so that your world can further expand in business as well. The more you become educated as, a, as an agent, the more your world opens, so. I am so thrilled by that because I did share a post about that, especially as we look at some of, uh, within like near the Inglewood and people, uh, uh, restaurants and people who feel like they're being pushed out. It's like, you know, you need to be having conversations with professionals um, that are educated with the SBA loan. So yes, I'm so happy yes. you said that yes. on the show and yes. that came from you. <laughs> yes, and that's another, you know, I'm sure another topic, uh, just yes. talking commercial exactly. products. Yes, but commercial it's, products, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, look, you guys, I want to make sure I'm respectful of Galen's time. Galen, please share with us um, about NAREP, because you are the incoming president for 2019 of the South Bay chapter. Share with us about what is the significance of the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. I do want to take this moment to shout out Clint J. Marmon, who connected me to NAREP and um, then connected me to the conference and then to Galen and then now we're here. So for those who may have missed that, please share what NAREP means to you. Great, thank you so much. Yes, I'm incoming president, as you mentioned, to the South Bay chapter and as a National Association of Agent Professionals, it's just a, a an honor to be serving on that board and and the kind of the changes that we're, we're given the opportunity to network, to meet other real estate agents, professionals out there. We get to meet other people that we can never get our hands on that you go, wow, oh my gosh, I could never have gotten an opportunity to meet. And we, you know, we had like Alex Rodriguez, right? At, at the convention recently, we right. had, of course, right. Jay Lowe showed up. Uh, but we get an opportunity to meet people that in our normal circles, we, in our daily lives, we may not have had that opportunity. Uh, it's just an, a great vehicle to be able to educate other agents about say my commercial real estate. I love sharing yeah. about the opportunity and knowing that don't lose business, you guys. Uh, but, you know, look out for it, recognize it, be on the lookout. And that's why I say, be curious, ask questions. Yeah. You could add so much more business. Uh, and especially if we have a shifting market ahead of us or yeah. it's teeter-tottering, it's going many different directions right now. We don't know right. that be prepared, be yourself. I love saying recession proof that you mm -hmm. have many different ways to continue to bring in streams of income into your right. business. So you're not just relying on a residential purchase or a selling a residential property. Right. You're, you're also educating yourself to invest for yourself. Right. Learning how to invest in multi-units and how to analyze them. That's another mm -hmm. topic. 
how to analyze property. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. that's yes. another fun. Yeah, that see, this is and this is why, you know, uh, as as I've grown and developed, there's so many great opportunities is, that has really come my way with me just putting myself out there with this whole platform, Galen. And one of the things that has come my way is that opportunity for growth and sharing and being able to take content like that. You talk about commercial products, how to analyze and bring that on a platform. Um, and I've been receiving calls from all over that have really been complimenting uh, the show and the information. And it's because guests like you who have been so gracious to share. So I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sharing. Because, you know, people have been like, Lisa, your show is sharing more than the gurus out here. <laughs> yes. But it's because it's coming genuinely from a space right. of, of really wanting to see people win. Exactly. Right? We all win together. The more we, we all help each other out. Yes. Right. I love agree. it, love it, love it. We are getting close to our time. I This was really fun and I, I shared with you offline. I said, time's gonna go that quick <laughs> and it's gonna feel like, oh my gosh, you know, where did the time go? So Galen, please share with us and I'm really excited. Um, for those who are local and those who are listening, how can they learn more about maybe learning more about NARREP and um, your company? Barnes Real Estate Group. Uh oh, I think Galen froze. Oh, I'm glad she froze at a time. It's, it was a great freeze frame. Let's see if we can uh, give her a few minutes maybe to come back. Uh, you are on and listening to Ready Set Real Estate. We are on with Galen Barnes president and founder of the Barnes Real Estate Group, focused on ResCom is what we call it, uh, which is residential, commercial, retail, uh, sales and leasing. Uh, she is a colleague. Also, she is the incoming 2019 president of NAREP, the South Bay chapter. And she's really excited about just bringing more added value to that organization and the professionals and affiliates that are connected. So what I ask her to do is share and learn more. I'm sure if you type in NAREP, N-A-H-R-E-P, you can learn more. Uh, they are a nonprofit organization as part of the real estate industry and community and Barnes uh, Real Estate Group. She is local to Southern California and a colleague of mine, like I said, if you are interested in learning more about Gay Lynn, and getting connected because she just really offered up herself and her team to shadow, be mentored. And if this resonated with you and she's a true uh, advocate of women, um, empowering women in the commercial space, uh, be a part of that. Uh, definitely come out and, and, and join what she's doing. Uh, really get connected with me as well because you'll see me more on the forefront with um, a lot more committees that are focused on passing the torch. I'm very, very, very keen on passing the torch to the next gen. So I wanna make sure that you guys stay connected. We are available on radio podcasts everywhere. That's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just connect with me at LA Super Agent. That's LA Super Agent. 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and radio podcasts everywhere. Do know that this show lovingly, genuinely, truly supports our 501c3 Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation. If you haven't found an organization to support or have a social good to be a part of, please consider ours, realestate100youth.org, where we seek and empower the youth community that's ages 11 to 17 with real estate literacy terms and concepts and careers we have successfully successfully gifted scholarships we provided um, uh, workshops after school workshops uh, anywhere from four to six weeks and we're looking to expand and grow more can't do that without you so as we get ready to wrap this up I just want to make sure that you know that this is a space for you to grow and learn more about all aspects of the real estate industry. Uh, looks like we weren't able to get Gaylene back on the line. So we will conclude this episode, part two of our commercial real estate series. Please check us out next week as we bring on a hotelier, the first black woman to own a hotel in Morocco. See you next week.